Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Are you ready to occupy a little bit more this morning? Occupy is a process, right? It doesn't all happen at once, and I want to just continue to um, speak this Occupy word over you because Occupy is in you, and I feel like my assignment during this series is that the word of God would, would resonate and then would help to release the very thing that is, that is in you. So let's go right to, right to our theme verse of what God is saying to our church and, and what God is saying, I believe to you personally, Deuteronomy 1.8, Deuteronomy 1.8, and God says, look, I am giving you all this land. Look, I am giving you all this land. And then it says, go in and occupy. Now I'm not trying to do a pop quiz on your Sunday morning, but I'm going to do a pop quiz on your Sunday morning. This is an English quiz. So, so in that first, there's two sentences there. And God says, look, I am giving all this land to you. And so the subject, I'm not going to make this difficult. By the way, y'all, I'm just going to tell you that the 915 service, they, they set the bar, they set the bar, they <laughs> you got, you have to restore my faith in your education. That's what I need from you right now. Like, we'll get to the spiritual stuff later. I just need you to let me know that you know English. That's what I need. Look, I am giving all this land to you. The subject of that sentence would be very good. And I is a pronoun that God is speaking. And so God would then actually be the subject of the sentence. Are you with me? Nod your head. Yes. You're already doing better. <laughs> so this second, this second sentence is a little more difficult. Are there, are there any English teachers in the house? Is there an English teacher in the house this morning? What, is there an English teacher in the house this morning? An English teacher? Really no English teachers. I promise I'm not going to embarrass you. I promise you I'm going to ask you. They're like, no, he's going to set me up. That's what he's going to do. I'm, I'm not. Are there really, this is surprising. There's no English teacher. So I will go to one of our resident principals, Mrs. Hernandez. <laughs> you, got, you got this. So go, go in and occupy. The subject of that sentence is, but I don't, but I don't see you in that sentence. Ah, there it is. Y'all may not have heard her. Did you hear her? You didn't see you in that sentence. It's you understood. You remember? Flashbacks, grammar. Are they good flashbacks? Somebody's having a panic attack of terror right now. It's okay. Breathe. You're going to be all right. The you, the you is understood. See, that is true grammatically. That is also true spiritually. Just because you don't see you in the verse doesn't mean you're not in the verse. And can I tell you this morning that I think a lot of Christians miss out on the territory that God has for them because they didn't understand the you. 
they didn't understand the use. See, they wanted God to be the subject of both of those sentences. They wanted so bad for that verse to read, look, I'm giving all this land to you, and I'm going to go in and occupy it for you. Are you with me? At least that's how we live sometimes, isn't it? Let's be honest. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, look, I'm giving you the land understood. God's like, do I really need to say it? Understood. You go in and occupy. I can see I'm not getting everybody, so let's go to math. Let's go to math. Let's go to math. So let's do a simple, a simple math equation. We got a partnership here. By the way, I'm not going to preach on this, and I may not preach much on this this year, but can I just drop something in your spirit for the future? Occupy is not an addition word. Occupy is a multiply word. And so there are spiritual laws of addition, and then there are spiritual laws of multiplication. And to understand occupy, you have to understand multiplication. Okay, so let me just drop that in your spirit. And then let me give you this equation. So if you go at it from the standpoint of, of multiplication and understand like that if you say something like okay look God is giving me this land and I occupied if you go into it from the standpoint of okay God you give half which would be 0.5 right and I'll give half God I'll give another like God God you take a step and uh, I'll take a step right or or God I'll meet I'll meet you halfway on this God you give a little and and I'll give a little God you see I'll move a little but but in the spirit, does multiplication 0.5 times 0.5. See, it's like, your, it's like your marriage. If you go into your marriage and say you give half and I'll give half, you are not going to end up with more of a marriage. You're going to end up with less. That was your first marriage counseling lesson and uh, you may need more after that. But marriage is multiplication. And so if you take 0.5 times 0.5, do you end up with more or do you end up with less? Sometimes we get confused spiritually and we say, I don't understand why spiritually I feel like I'm ending up with less. Is it because you're not giving your all? Because I promise you, God is in this all the way. He gave all the land. He gave all the promises. And so it needs, let's go back to our verse. Look, I am giving you all of this territory. It's about two things, church. It's about the word and the work. The word and the work. In other words, I want you to kind of just get this in your spirit this morning. you got to do to occupy. You've got to get a word. And you've got to do the work. You've got to get a word and you've got to do the work. Let's kind of divide the house uh, like right down here all the way up into the balcony. And so the first section that I point to, I want you to be my get a word section. And then over here, you're my get a work section. But it's the first person that I point to. So if I point to you guys first, you need to be my get a word section. And you can be the get to work section, the do the work. So get a word, do the work. Get a word, do the work. Are you tracking? Let's try this. Here we go. Ready? Get a word. Okay, some of you are going to get a word. And I pray the ones that answered me, Lord, multiply that in the name of Jesus. Not by 0.5, but by like 10 exponentially over your life. So this side you're going to. And you're going to. And you're going to. No, no, no. Like it's the first. Okay. 
It's like you're not always the, tell your neighbor, I'm not always going to do the work. Sometimes I'm going to get a word. And if he points to me first, I'm going to get a word. Okay? So this time you're the get a word. So you're going to, and then we're going to, and then we're going to, and, 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 oh, you're on it. Give yourselves a hand. You guys are moving this morning, so we need to get a word and do the work. Get a word and do the work. So let me give you some thoughts according to the scripture this morning of how we do this. Let me break this down just a little more practically. Number one, get a word. This is when you ask God what he has for you. God, this is, remember, at the beginning of the year, kind of our, our, our uh, what we do at the beginning of the year is we say, God, we want a word from heaven. I think if I could give you a gift this year, if I could give you a 2018 gift, I would give you the ability to cultivate a spiritual ear to hear what God has to say to you. That's the gift that I would give to you. Because hear me, there are not, there's general biblical promises, but then God also has things specific for you. So like, um, God does not want anybody to perish. He wants everybody to know him and love him. That's for everybody. God wants you to be, uh, to be sanctified. That's his process of making us more into his image. Uh, so that's for everybody. But there are specific things. So, so put, put up that Deuteronomy 1.8 verse again. Because, um, again, let's go, back to, let's go back to grammar. There's a little grammar lesson here. God says, the Bible says, look, I am giving all of this land. So it's all... It's all of the land, but it's, it's specific. Do you see that? It's all the land, but it's really not all the land. So if there was an Israelite that uh, somehow knew how to build, he, like he got the plans for Noah's Ark. He had this discovery and he got the plans for Noah's Ark. And he built another ark and he set sail and landed in America and tried to take that land. Does he get that land? No. Because it wasn't all the land, it was all of this land. See, God has, sometimes he has specific promises for you. And if we don't understand first how to hear from God and say, God, what territory in my life do you want for me to occupy? Then we might be doing a whole lot of work. But if we're not working from our word, then we spin our wheels. Is this making sense? Have you ever been going through a time in your life when you've been working harder than you've ever worked? worked in your life, but it doesn't feel like you're getting traction. Perhaps it's because you're not working from your word. On the other hand, you can get a word all day long, but if you're not doing any work out of your word, then you end up spiritually fat and lazy and you need to go on some kind of whole 30 thing, whatever that is. I know about that in theory, not in practice. So get a word. Ask God what he wants you to occupy. Again, I wish I could preach verse 8 without verse 7, but we got to go back to verse 7. Verse 7, verse 8 gives the promise. Verse 7 gives the boundaries. Can I let you know that there is a blessing to boundaries? There's a blessing to boundaries. The person that put the rules in your life is not mad at you. They want you to be blessed in the boundaries. Parents, you, that's one of the things that you have to help your kids understand, right? Because you know, they always want to push 
the boundaries. You give them a cookie, they want to. If you give a mouse a cookie and its sequel, if you give a moose a muffin, oh my goodness, you guys got to read, you got to go back and read some of these children's books. That's what what your assignment for this week is. But here's the boundaries. Verse 8 is the promise, but, but he gets specific. But God gives specific in verse 7. Go to the hill country of the Amorites and to the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, to the western foothills, the Negev and the coastal plain. Go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and all the way to the great Euphrates River. This is a specific promise. And I believe your occupy word is not just a general word. I believe it's a specific word. How do you hear from God? Let me give you three quick things that I think will help you as you continue to cultivate this. How do you hear from God? Number one, the number one way that God speaks to us is through his word, through through the scriptures, through the Bible. So how do you get your word? Start reading his word. Those journals are one of the best things that you can take in your hand every day in the word of God, interacting with the scripture. I ask the staff uh, to start sending me their 2018 word because Tuesday mornings is, is the morning that I, I, I pray for them specifically and I'll like go around to their offices and just kind of pray for their families and I want to agree with them in prayer. One of them sent me, this is just one example and I want to give you some, some specific examples and uh, in some ways this is going to be a really practical, practical word this morning but one person sent me the word renew. Renew. Their verse for this year was do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The second way that God speaks other than his word is by, by impressions. Uh, an impression is something from the Holy Spirit that you, you probably are not going to hear an audible voice, but you'll just, you'll have a thought, you'll have an impression in your spirit. Let me give you a couple examples of this, um, and I'm going to weave both of these examples kind of throughout the message to help you understand some things. But I want to talk about Davidson, and then I want to talk about uh, just this process. It's kind of interesting as we talk about Occupy. There's three of us, at least three of us I, I know of on our pastoral staff that are walking through this season of occupying a new home. So Steve and John and I are all kind of walking through this season together. So I want to weave through some examples from both of those things. But Davidson, um, when I was out in Davidson just studying and praying, and there was a chapel on the campus of Davidson University, I wasn't reading the scripture at that time. I was just praying, and I really felt like I heard in my spirit this phrase, plant a church in Davidson. Plant a church in Davidson. So that was just an impression, a thought that I knew that didn't come from me. And so where'd that come from? That came from the Holy Spirit. If you start to get those, what I want to encourage you to do is just write those down. And begin to pray through those things. What you, what you usually don't do, unless the word is like um, specific for that moment. But, but this is something that you need to begin to pray through and talk through and seek wisdom and different things like that. Um, uh, uh, another way that God speaks to us, so number one, his word. Number two, impressions. Three is sometimes just through our desires, right? Your desire can spark in you what God is speaking to you. Now, because watch this, listen to this. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So what does that mean and what does that not mean? Well, here's what it probably, probably doesn't mean. It doesn't mean delight yourself in the Lord and he'll just give you whatever you want. I mean, have you found that that's probably not the way to interpret that verse? 
What it probably does mean when you put the emphasis on a different part of the verse is delight yourself in the Lord. And because you're delighting yourself in God, your desires become his desires. And the very desires of your heart are his desires. So this was, I believe, how God ignited this for uh, to move physical locations. Another house in Camden and I, it was just the desire of, hey, we'd like a little bit more yard. We'd like our kids to go outside and play. It wasn't like, like I didn't hear, a, oh, wow, God is speaking. No, it was just like, man, this would be cool. Sometimes, sometimes that's how God speaks to you. So sometimes you will have powerful spiritual moments and other times it'll be, man, I kind of got a sense that this would be cool in my life. So number one, you've got to, you've got to get that word. Number two, you've got to, you've got to do, you, you've got to do the work. And really this is where, this is where the, the bulk of this message lies because I think that's where a lot of people don't understand is just, is just the work. The work of, you can, you can get a word all day long, but then you got to do the work. I mean, I am, I am learning this in, in the process of our house. You know, there's that great um, enemy out there that is the destroyer of the American home, the destroyer of marriages, HGTV. Because here's, here's what I found out. It's not as easy as they make it seem. I've, try, I've tried it your way, Chip Gaines. It doesn't work like it does for you. I'm guessing because I don't have the 40 guys that when it cuts to commercial that Chip has to come in behind him. Come on, man. Are you with me? This is your chance to shout me down. Turn to your wife and say, I'm not Chip. <laughs> and his band of merry men. So when I start a project and then I go to the television and watch a commercial and come back to my project. My project is not completed like it is on TV. <laughs> Y'all, my project takes work. I have found out, I have discovered that carpet <laughs> doesn't come up by itself. I've discovered that carpet on stairs has a lot of staples in it because there's a lot of curves and you need, and I'm thankful for all those staples because I wasn't tripping down the old carpet. Don't worry, this isn't going to get awkward. I'm just going to a sleeve here. But, but I have discovered, if you can zoom in on this, I know. I never saw the Property Brothers looking like this. <laughs> Little GQ slick back hair. No, I got staples stuck there. I'm bleeding. <laughs> Sometimes your word takes work. 
Sometimes you got to, I love what Thomas Edison said. Thomas Edison said, most people miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. I love what Pastor Jerry says as he's mentoring some of the young people on our staff. He talks about that a dream job is still a job. So this Occupy word is a work word. It's a roll up your sleeves word. It's a pray hard word. It's a get your boots dirty out there. This is we're going to get a word, but we're going to do some work. Come on, give him praise because he's going to call us to work. All the World War II generation ought to be shouting me down. I think, you know, if you could take, this is a, a millennial and builder generation word. Nobody can dream. I love the dreams of millennials. I love getting around them because they have, they have all these ideas and dreams and change the world. And then the builders have good old-fashioned work ethic. And you could combine them. Like we'd win Cabarrus County for Jesus by noon tomorrow. Do the work. Get a word. Do the work. Get a word. Do the work. Number one, agree in prayer. Agree in prayer. This is the two things of how, how to work. Second Corinthians 1.20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us. By us. What is amen? Amen is saying so be it. It's stepping into agreement with the word of God. So you get the word renew. God wants to renew your mind, and so then you begin to step into agreement and pray that word in. God, every, every day you're memorizing that word, and you're saying, God, renew my mind. Get the old stuff out. Transform me. God, renew my mind. In Davidson, what we started to do was we, we would go on prayer walks. This is a powerful tool that you can use in your life because some of your Occupy space is physical space. Like, like um, let me give you an example. Maybe some of you, uh, God is saying to fully occupy your job. Maybe there's some Canaanites at your job and you would get permission. Maybe you would get permission. I'm not talking about people. Maybe they're people, but maybe, maybe you would get permission from your boss. Hey, can I come in after hours? And you come in with a couple of things. You come in with a copy of God's word. Come in with communion and come in with anointing oil. And walk around because it's the blood of Christ, it's the word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. And you just start to walk around. And what will happen is the Holy Spirit will reveal some things to pray for you to pray over in that moment. So in Davidson, we got that word, but we started then walking around the community. Praying, praying. I think Dutch Sheets, one of the great intercessors and authors, says it this way. Uh, prayer walking is praying on site with insight. So you're walking on Davidson University. God, I pray for those students. I pray for those professors. You're walking around the police station and the EMT area. God, we pray for our first responders. We pray for our men and women uh, uh, that, that are occupying our streets in a, in a physical way like this. And you step into those ways. And this is when you go to battle and you start to do the work. Sometimes for, for our physical home, this is, this is you know, what we did too. We would get on, get on Google Maps and we would find a piece of property and we would wait till everybody was asleep. And we're like, I like that house. So we would take the kids and sneak on that property. We didn't do that. Don't, don't get nervous. <laughs> all we, this is all we did for that. Um, so when we take our kids to school in the morning, sometimes 
Most of the time Camden takes them, sometimes I take them and then sometimes we'll take them together. But when we're driving through downtown Concord, that's kind of our prayer trigger point. So we'll just say, hey, let's pray for a day. And it wouldn't, we weren't, listen, y'all, at that point, we weren't storming heaven. We weren't rebuking the Canaanites. We weren't, we didn't stop for communion. This is just what we did. We just said, hey, God, would you open up the door at the right time for us to, to buy a house? That's all we did there. So, so, I mean, sometimes you're going to war. Sometimes you're in your teenager's bedroom and you've got a whole thing of olive oil and you're just anointing that whole area and a loaf of bread and a gallon of grape juice and like word of God over them. You are believing. And then sometimes you're just, you're just saying, hey, God, can you open up the door for this? And, and you, so you begin to agree in prayer and then you step into that space with physical presence. In the incarnation, Jesus didn't just stretch forth his hand. Jesus, Jesus showed up. In Davidson, we began to ask God, God, give us a physical presence in Davidson. So we didn't just have prayer in Davidson. Now we have a church in Davidson. We have rental space and an amazing theater in Davidson. And tomorrow, we get the keys to an office building in downtown Davidson. Like, can you just give God praise for that? Because I'm just going to tell you. Y'all, in this economy, both rental space in the theater and rental space in that down prime real estate in Davidson. I don't know if you have looked at the real estate market in Davidson lately, but God has just opened up these doors at a price that we can step into and begin to occupy that physical space. For our home, it looked like this. Sometimes before you occupy, you have to enter into a season of preparation. Well, what did that season of preparation look like in a home, Doug? Did you, did you meditate? and Was it like you were just um, dreaming of the fields and dreaming of the trees? Were you, were you just going to battle in the spirit? No, uh, the occupation beginning to step into that space was called, it was called saving money. <laughs> Because sometimes your preparation is very prayerful and sometimes it's very practical. Sometimes it's starting to give up a latte and you go through this season of preparation because what happens sometimes is God says, I'm ready to give you this blessing, but if you don't have something called a down payment, you're not stepping into your season of occupation because you didn't go through your season of preparation. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.